the Lord has led me, if I were to entitle this message, it would be entitled, Defining Moments. Defining Moments. Somebody say, Defining Moments. Let's start this off by looking at the definition of the word define. The word define, it means state, a state or describe exactly the nature, scope, and meaning of. It means state or describes exactly the nature or scope or meaning of. It means to make up or establish the character of. And it means to mark out the boundaries or limits of. Let me say that again. The word definement means state or describes exactly the nature, scope, or meaning of. It means to make up or establish the character of. And it means to mark out the boundaries or limits. You got that? Nobody wrote it down, but okay. <laughs> like you're going to remember and you're really going to get the tape <laughs> or CD. Once again, the word defined means a state or describes exactly the nature, scope, or meaning of. It means to make up or establish the character of. And it means to mark out the boundaries or limits of. Now, the word moment is a, part, is a particular stage of something's development or in a course of events. Once again, the word moments is a particular stage in something's development or in a course of events. Say it one more time. The word moment is a particular stage in something's development or in a course of events. So God is saying there is a particular stage in your spiritual development. There are going to be some course of events in your life that will define or reveal your spiritual state or describe the nature or scope of or give the meaning of your life. He's saying there are particular stages in your spiritual development. There are going to be some course of events in your life that will reveal and establish your character of who you really are. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. He's saying there's a particular stage in your spiritual development. There are going to be some course of events in your life that mark out the boundaries you have, you, the boundaries you have put on yourself or the limits you have put on yourself. These are what? Defining moments. Somebody say defining moments. And understand this. We all have defining moments in our lives. Let me say that one more time. We all have defining moments in our lives. If you, if you look at what we call the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, you'll find each one of them had defining moments in their lives. So go with me to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. Somebody say defining moments. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4 says, By faith Abel offered unto God a what? More excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was what? Righteous. And God testifying of his gifts, 
and by it he being what? Dead, yet speaketh. Now it says by what? Faith. See, it was a defined, it was, listen, it was a defined moment of faith for Abel. Come on, say amen, somebody. So let's go back there and see what was that defining moment in Abel's life. Go to Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. And it says, are you there yet? And it says, and Adam knew his wife, knew Eve his wife, and she what? Conceived. And bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she, bare, and she again buried brother, his brother Abel. And it says, and Abel was a what? Keeper of sheep, but Cain was a what? Tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that what did Cain do? That Cain brought a what? Of the fruit of the ground did what? An offering unto who? The Lord. Now, we know this to be the tithe, but we're not talking about money tonight. But this is a defining moment in both Cain and Abel's life. Let me say it again. This is a defining moment in both Cain and Abel's life. It determined, listen, it determined which one was going to be placed in a hall of faith and which one wasn't. Come on. Now, we read by faith, Abel offered God what? A more excellent what? Sacrifice. So in his defining moment, amen, his defining moment was whether or not he was going to give God his best or the one-eyed chicken. Come on, say amen, somebody. Whether he's going to give God his leftovers or his first fruits. It was a what? It was defining, it was a defining moment for Abel. And see, this can be a defining moment for all of us, including me. Come on, say amen, somebody. See, financial pressure can cause you to make the wrong choice. And the devil will always bring financial pressure during these defining moments. Are you with me out here? Just to see where you are spiritually, to see if you really know the purpose of why you're doing what you're doing, also to see your character and see if you truly believe what the word says concerning what you're facing and what boundaries or limits you have placed on yourself as a result of your decision. So it says in verse 4, enable. He also brought of the first lean of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had what? The Lord had respect unto Abel and to his what? Offering. In other words, when faced with that defining moment, what can be one of the most difficult in a Christian's life is when they're facing financial pressure. What will they do in that defining moment? Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. See, Abel by faith did what? He offered a what? A more excellent sacrifice. And it says the Lord had what? Respect for what he did in that what? Defining moment. And verse 5 it says, but unto Cain and unto his offering, he had not what? Respect. And Cain was very rough and his countenance what? Failed. So from what we see here, what you do in that defining moment determines how much respect the Lord has for you. Let me say it again. 
What you do in that defining moment determines how much respect the Lord has for you. You see, we all want to be respected. But a lot of times when people see or hear you doing certain things, in that defining moment, in the negative, they lose respect for you. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. People and your children and your family are also watching to see what are you going to do in that defining moment. Are you following me out here? Look at verse 6. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, well, what? Send life at the door. And unto thee shall be his what? Desire, and thou shalt rule over him. It says what? Sin lieth at the door. What's it doing? It's just waiting to see and it's watching what your response is going to be in that defining moment. Because if you make the wrong choice, it says, and unto thee shall his desire be. And thou shalt rule over him. Come on, say amen, somebody. See, in that defining moment, Cain revealed his character. Cain revealed where he was spiritually. And Cain revealed the boundaries he placed on himself and the limits he placed on himself. Come on, y'all follow me out here. God told him, listen, if you make the right choice, come on. If you do what I tell you to do, I'll accept the right choice. But in that defining moment, you're going to have to make a choice. Let me say it again. In that defining moment, you're going to have to what? Make a choice. And a choice that will reveal where and who you truly are in your Christian walk. See, Cain's resulted into him killing his brother. Look at verse 8. It says, And Cain talked with what? Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field. Cain did what? Rose up against his brother, and he what? Slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? What did he do? He caught an attitude with God. Am I my brother's keeper? Come on, say it. Is he in my back pocket? See, he acted like he didn't do anything wrong. He became blinded to what he did in that defining moment. And like most people, he probably justified it. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Then in verse 11, God tells him what's going to take place as a result of the decision he made in that defining moment. Look at verse 11. It says, and now art thou what? Curse from the earth which has opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand, when thou tillest the ground, it shall not what? Henceforth yield unto thee her strength, a fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. In other words, it's not going to be easy for you from this day forward. See, once the devil gets you running, he'll, 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 he'll have you continue to run all your life, folks. You will be a fugitive and a vagabond. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. So in that defining moment, you can either be an Abel or Cain. Amen. 
Somebody say in that defining moment. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. In that defining moment, you can go to sleep or you can be awake. <laughs> That's another defining moment. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. <laughs> it says, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because why? God had translated him. For before his translation, he had a testimony that he what? He pleased God. He did what? He pleased God. So let's go back and see the defining moment in Enoch's life. Go to Genesis 5.21. Genesis chapter 5 verse 21. What's it say here? And Enoch lived what? Sixty and five years, and what did he do? He begot Methuselah. Verse 22, and Enoch walked with God after he what? Begot Methuselah 300 years, and he begot what? Sons and daughters. Now, I want you to notice something here. It says in verse 21, Enoch was 65 years old when he begot Methuselah. Come on. But in verse 23, verse 22 rather, it says Enoch didn't start walking with God until after Methuselah was born. And he says he only walked with God for 300 years. So in his first 65 years, he didn't walk with God. Come on, say amen, somebody. It says, in verse, in verse 20, it says in verse 23, and all the days of Enoch were what? 365 years. So when Enoch reached the age of 65, he had a defining moment. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. He was faced with walking with God or walking with the world. He was faced with pleasing God or pleasing man. Oh, are y'all with me out here? He was faced with doing what God wanted him to do. Are you with me out there? Or doing what maybe some of his relatives or family wanted him to do. In that defining moment, he was either going to put his entire trust in God or just, and just sell out to God or like a lot of people, have one foot in and one foot out. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Or like the book of Revelations, just be lukewarm. Or be a lukewarm Christian. Well, matter of fact, let's go to Revelation. Keep a marker there. Go to Revelation chapter 3, verse 15. Come on, we're talking about what? Defining moments in your life. We all have what? Defining moments in our lives. Look at Revelation 3.15. It says, I what? I know thy works. That thou art neither what? Neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were what? Cold or hot. In other words, be one or the other. If you're going to sin, be the best sinner you can be. 
Just go all out. Come on, say amen, somebody. But if you're going to be a righteous Christian, go all out and give God everything you have. Come on, say amen, somebody. Verse 16 says, so then because thou art what? Lukewarm and neither what? Cold nor hot. He says what? I will spew thee out of my what? Mouth. See, in that defining moment, you really prove who you really are. And you show your character and how much you limit yourself by being a fair weather Christian. Or like it says here, a lukewarm Christian. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Therefore, Jesus says, I'm going to what? I will spew you or spit you out of my mouth. See, God is looking at what you do in those defining moments. Let me say it again. God is looking at what you do in those defining moments. See, we may not see it, but God sees everything. God hears everything. And God's looking at your response in that defining moment. Somebody say defining moment. And see, so when Enoch was faced with his defining moments, he chose to walk with God. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. He chose to give God all, all his all and truly make God the Lord over his life. Matter of fact, go back to Genesis 5.24. Because why? Genesis 5.24, in that defining moment, it says what? And Enoch did what? And Enoch what? Walk with God, and he was not, for God what? Took him. In other words, God was so pleased with him that he took him and didn't even allow him to see death. Oh, come on. Somebody need to give the Lord a shout at him. Why? He made the right decision in that defining moment. Whether to please people or please God. And he did what? His record was he pleased God. Oh, man. Go back to Hebrews eleven six, Because he's still talking about Enoch here, folks. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, without what? Faith, it is what? Impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must what? Believe that he is, and that he is a what? Rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. See, during those defining moments is when your faith is challenged. It's when you're challenged of either pleasing God or someone or something else. It's when even your belief in God is challenged. But when you make the right decision or the right choice, it says God is pleased and God actually rewards you. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. So look at verse 7. It says, by faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with what? Fear. Prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and he became what? Heir of the righteousness which is by faith. What was this? This was the defining moment with who? Noah. Turn back to Genesis chapter 6 verse 11. Let's look at his defining moment. Because once again, everybody in this room, you will have a defining moment in your life. Well, you will have to make a choice. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. 
Genesis chapter 6, verse 11. It says, and the earth also was corrupt before God. And the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with what? Violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the what? Earth. Now, you know you're going to have defining moments when the earth is corrupt. The people are corrupt. And the earth was filled with what? Violence. That sounds like our day and time right now. Come on, say amen, somebody. So you're going to have what? Defining moments. Like it says in Judges 17, 6. Turn there. But keep a marker there. They'll be coming back. Judges 17, 6. During the days of Judges. It says, in those days there was no what? King in Israel. But every man did what? That was what? Right in his own eyes. And that's what we're faced with today, folks. What is wrong, they say is right. What is right, they say is wrong. See, they're not looking through the eyes of God. They're only looking through their own eyes. And you're going to have a defining moment whether you go with the norm of society or go with what God says is right or wrong. And that even goes for the young people in this room. Come on, are you with me out here? Because sometimes young people don't know what to believe. They just go along with the norm. They go along with what everybody else says. And they even, they're even Christians. They still agree with homosexuality. That's their right. Come on, say amen, somebody. They have a right to do what they want to do. You know, I was talking to Bishop, and, and, and even when it comes to black folks today, and one thing he stated, he says, it's, it's sad because black people, black people have gotten so liberal. Back in the day, there were certain things black people just wouldn't do. You would not hear a black person doing some crazy stuff they're doing today. But you go around the cities today, you see some black people doing some strange things. Because why? They've gotten so liberal. And one of the reasons he said they've gotten so liberal is because why? Most of them grew up without parents. One parent ruled the house. The mother was only there. No father. Come on, say amen, somebody. So therefore, no God. And what we have, we've raised a liberal society. Okay, y'all don't want to hear me. And that's why some of our young people are liberal. Amen? They go with the wind. The wind blows this way, they blowing with it. The wind blows that way, they blowing with it. Because why? That's how they were raised. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Amen? But we can put a stop to that. Come on. Say amen, somebody. And let them know when in that defining moment, you don't have to go with everybody else. So going back to Genesis chapter 6, verse 13. It says, And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. 
He says, make me, make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shall make, room shall thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without want with pitch. See, when God comes to you, listen, think about this. When God comes to you, think of what Noah was thinking now. When God comes to you and tells you he's going to destroy all that you know and all the people that you know. Then he says, I'm going to destroy the earth, every tree, every plant, every bird, every animal, every walk of life. The world you now see is going to be gone. And the thing is, how can you wrap your mind around that? Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. What was this? This was a what? A defining moment to find out where he was truly spiritually. To define whether he was even here for such a time, why he was even here for such a time as this. Come on, say amen, somebody. This was a defining moment to find out his true character or who he truly is. What his boundaries and limits he had put on himself. Where were they at? So it says in Genesis 6, 8, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But let's see how much grace does he truly have. It says, and these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation, and Noah walked with God. But how just and perfect was Noah? See, this is how God seen Noah. But then Noah see himself as God seen him. Let me say it again. This is how God seen Noah. But then Noah see himself as God seen him. See, that def- listen, the defining moment was when God told Noah, I'm going to destroy everything except your family. Are you with me or not? Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Are you what? Are you with me or not? Because why? In those defining moments, God always presents you with a choice. Oh, come on now. And that choice defines who you truly are. And where you are spiritually. Amen, amen. In those defining moments, even the devil presents you with a choice. Hello. Now in the eyes of God, you have no boundaries. But those defining moments mark out the boundaries you have put on yourself. And the limits you put on yourself. See, Noah could have went with the course of the world. Noah could have rejected everything God was, was saying. Come on, say amen, somebody. He could have said, I'm not building no ark. Do you know how much time that's going to take? I have a family to take care of. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. I don't even have the skills to build such a thing. Listen, God, I have to pay my bills. And that ark is not going to pay my bills. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. As a matter of fact, what is rain anyway? We ain't never seen nothing come from the sky. <laughs> see, this was a what? Defining moment. And those, in those defining moments, God knows what you're capable of. But the problem is, do you know what you're capable of? Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. So it's not what God knows what you're capable of. Capable of is what really counts. What really counts is, is what you believe concerning yourself when you're faced with a what? 
defining moment. What do you believe about yourself? Oh, are you with me out there? So in the end, what was Noah's reaction to his defining moment? Look at Genesis 6.22. And Noah did what? Thus Noah, thus did Noah what? According to all that God commanded him, so did he. What did he do in this defining moment? He did all that God commanded him, so did he. Now go back to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. What's it say again? By what? Faith, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark of the saving of his house, by the which he what? Condemned the world and became what? Heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. It says by what? Faith. It says by what? It says by what? Faith. Because why? In that defining moment, we really find out where your faith truly is. But listen to this. How he responded in that defining moment determined the fate of his entire household. Whether or not his household would be condemned with the rest of the world or saved from the judgment. See, the, the, the decision that you make, the choices that you make in that defining moment doesn't just affect you. Okay, let me try this side over here. The decision that you make in that defining moment doesn't just affect you. It affects your household. It affects your children. It affects people that you know. Come on, say amen, somebody. It doesn't just affect you. See, if he wouldn't have made the wrong choice, he would have perished with everybody else. Come on. And his what? Family. But thank God he responded the right way. Go back to Genesis 6.22. What did Noah do? Thus did Noah according to what? All that God commanded him, so did he. And what did he become in Hebrews? He became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. See, even if, if listen, if you're going to even be nominated for the hall of faith, there are going to be what? Defining moments in your life where you will have to choose what direction you're going to go in. I don't expect this to be a shouting message. I don't expect you to be running around the room. But I do expect you to listen. <laughs> look, at, look at what Deuteronomy says in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. This is what God says. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. What's he say? I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. That I set before you what? Life and death. Blessings and cursing, therefore do what? Choose life that both thou, that both what? Thou and thy seed may what? May what? Live. What God said? He said, I set before you what? Life and death, blessings and what? Cursing. Then he said, there's a record. 
being written in heaven and on earth or which one you've chosen. See, all of heaven will look at that record in heaven to see what you did in that defining moment when you were presented to do the right thing or the wrong thing. It says even the earth is recording what you do in that defining moment. Your children are recording it. Your husband or wife is recording it. Your family and relatives are recording it. Your co-workers are recording it. Come on, say amen. About Your boss or supervisors are recording it. Your clients are recording it. People in the earth are recording what you're doing or what you do in those defining moments. And God's sitting there. He's saying, he's trying to coax you. Come on, say, he's trying to coax me. He's trying to coax you to make the right choice. He said, listen, 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 listen. Let me give you the answer to this pop quiz. (laughs) Choose life. (laughs) That both thou and thy seed may live. Do the right thing regardless of the pressure to do the wrong thing. Or whatever everybody else is doing. Come on, say amen, somebody. Why? Because your family is in the balance of the choice that you make. Jesus tells us in John 16, 33, turn there. Somebody say defining moments. John 16, 33, he says, these things I have what? Spoken unto you, that in me you might have what? Peace. But he said, in the world you shall have what? Tribulation. But be of what? Good cheer. Why? Why? I have overcome the world. See, I look at those tribulations that are going to come. And for some have come. I look, them at, look, look at them as what? Defining moments. But once again, Jesus gives you the answer to the pop quiz. He says, listen to me. Don't let that thing, listen, don't let that thing you're facing define you in the negative. But be of good cheer, because why? I have overcome the world. Don't allow it to force you or pressure you to make the wrong choice. Because whether it is, I've, listen, he said, whatever it is, listen, I've already dealt with the negative aspect of that thing. He said, be of good cheer, because why? I've overcome it. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. But once again, I'm here to tell you folks that you're going to have more than one defining moment in your life. Tell you never more than one. Tell somebody else more than one. Now the Greek word for tribulation is telepsis. And it conveys the idea of a heavy pressure situation. Somebody say heavy pressure situation. 
Paul frequently used this word whenever he and his team encounter difficult events in the ministry. One scholar says that the word telepsis was used to describe the specific act of tying a victim with a rope, laying him on his back, then placing a huge boulder on top of him until his body was crushed. And sometimes that's how you feel when you're faced with a defining moment. What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? It's pressure. It's something pressuring you to do or make a decision that you really don't want to make. So it's pressuring you. Pressuring you. What doing? It's trying to crush you. And we've always learned when you're in a pressure situation, that's the worst time to make a decision. Even in sales, you go somebody and they say, you got to get it today. It's not going to happen. Say, you keep it. Because I ain't got to have nothing. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Amen. But it says here, when I looked it up, that Paul used this word to alert us to moments when he or others went through grueling, crushing situations that would have been unbearable, intolerable, and impossible to survive. Why? Because they too, in Paul's day, they had defining moments in their lives that shaped them to be who they are, folks. Are you with me out here? And see, we all have stories of defining moments in our lives. Some of you, when you got saved. Some of you had a choice to either drink or not drink. Smoke or not smoke. Have sex or not have sex. But you had what? Defining moment. Now, one of my defining moments was when I was working maintenance. And you probably heard the story before. I had to open up the church for service for the first time. And in Detroit, you know, the church we were in, they had these boilers. And you had to look at the gauges. You had to look at this. You had to turn this knob the right time and this knob the right time. Amen. And he showed me what to do, but he didn't show me, my supervisor, he didn't show me when to do it. So I did it when I thought it was supposed to be ready. Turned my gals, everything was working, sitting in my office, waiting for service to start. All I hear, all I hear is on the, on the, you know, the PA system, maintenance seat pastor. Maintenance seat pastor. And I knew I was the only one there in maintenance. <laughs> Amen. So I said, oh, man, I got to go in Bishop's office. We call it the blue carpet. <laughs> so I went in his office, stood up there. I'm military, man, so I'm going to be. <laughs> and he put that finger out there. <laughs> And he said, you're supposed to do it. Go. 
<laughs> or hear me. And I walked up like this, but I walked out like. Because <laughs> every word that came out of my mouth, I felt smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Well, I walked out of there looking like a midget. And then as you're walking down the hallway, the devil starts talking to you because this is your defining moment. Does he know what you do in this church? Does he know you're always the first one here? Does he know that you're the one that straightens up those chairs with that string and the two magnets on the end? Some of y'all remember that days. <laughs> Does he know that you clean this church up from top to bottom before they even have service? Are you with me out there? Because your mind starts going. Your mind starts going. Then on top of that, you know, my mind's already going. You know, I just got beat up. <laughs> but I had respect not to talk back to him. I don't care how he talked to me. Unlike some people. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. I respect the anointing upon his life. I don't care what he says. I say, yes, sir, and I walked out the door. I didn't try to defend myself. I was totally respectable. I wasn't respectable in the hallway when I was talking to myself, but in front of him. <laughs> I was respectable. And I was walking down the hallway doing all this complaining. And then on top of that, the supervisor finally comes in. And he catches me in the hallway. And I said, Leon, you didn't tell me to do all that. You didn't give me a time or nothing. He looked at me and said, well, I just talked to the bishop. It was pastor at the time. He wasn't bishop yet. I just talked to pastor. And he said, if he messed up again, let him go. And now, 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 fumes are coming out of my head now. <laughs> Let him go. Fire him. This was a defining moment. But I was, I was walking down the hallway with fumes coming out of my head with the thoughts of, I'm out of here. I heard a voice of the Holy Ghost because Pastor Godot had just preached that Sunday, Sunday before, and he preached on offense. And that was the time he preached that John the Baptist got his head chopped off because he was in offense. And I heard loud and clear, John John the Baptist got his head cut off. And it took the slack out of my back. Come on, say amen, somebody. Because God said, if you stay in offense, you're going to end up like John the Baptist. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Because why? When I was offended, I was faced a defining moment of relinquishing the ministry, 
Leaving out of this place. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Now, in that defining moment, that could have changed the course of my life. To the point I wouldn't even be here today. Oh, you didn't hear what I'm saying. To the point I would not even be here today. And there are going to be defining moments that can have the potential to change the course of your life. And the question is, what are the choice? What choice are you going to make when that defining moment is looking at you face to face? Because it is coming. We all going to have one. But heaven and earth are recording the response you have to that defining moment. Lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give God glory. Give God honor. Give God praise. Hallelujah. We worship and praise and we glorify you, Lord. We worship and magnify you, Lord. For you are worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name, O Lord. Glory to your name, O Lord. We give you glory, Lord. We give you honor, Lord. We give you praise, O Lord. We thank you, Lord, for whispering in our ear the answer to the pop quiz in that defining moment. Because you only want the best for us. And you always give us the right answer. Choose life. Choose blessing. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. But even in that, you still have a choice to even listen to the answer to the pop quiz. In that defining moment, you can reject it and get into that woe is me. Or you can accept it and say, I'm going on because I'm going to walk with God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank and we praise you. Father, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. 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 We praise you, Lord. We give you glory, honor, and praise right now. So the question is, what defining moment are you facing today? Where you have to make a decision on what you should do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because the decision or the choice that you make 
I said. It would determine where you are located spiritually. It tells us about your character. It tells you about your character. And it also reveals the limits and the boundaries that you have placed on your life. Hallelujah. So what is your defining moment? Could have been on the job. Could have been with an individual. Could be with your husband or your wife. everyone has a defining moment in their life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do I go left or do I go right? Do I go backward or do I go forward? We're all going to be faced with a defining moment in our lives. So throughout this week, when you're faced, because you're going to be faced with a defining moment, because the devil is going to challenge you with what you heard today. I'll say it again. The devil's going to challenge you on what you heard today. The devil's going to make sure you have a defining moment. And when you're faced with that defining moment this week, think about what we heard today. Think about the response I should take. Think about what can I do to make sure God is pleased. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Because once again, in that defining moment, it's not just about me. It affects my family. It affects my future. Ain't even the future of my family. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we give you glory, Lord. We give you honor, Lord. We give you praise, O oh Lord. We exalt you, Lord. We extol you, Lord. We magnify you, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.